This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. All right, it's episode 330-something, and it is the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker road trip. Here we go. Putting it in gear, playing some music. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that He created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens podcast. All right, we are in the van, and by we, I mean me, Ben. Ben Avery, I'm here with Evan David. It's me. I'm here with four Avery children and one Evan David spouse. Hi, Shante and Avery kids. Say hello. Hey. 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 All right. Let's do this. I'm going to hand off the microphone because I'm driving now. (laughs) Yes, indeed, Ben. Well, it's been a long time coming. More so for you, less so for me because you've been alive longer. But now it's the final uh, Star Wars movie in the Skywalker story. What do you think? What are you feeling? I don't know how to feel. I'll be, I'll be honest. There's part of me that's kind of excited because it's a new Star Wars movie. There's part of me that's a little disappointed because there aren't going to be any other Star Wars movies for a little while. But then again, next week, final chapter of The Mandalorian. So, I mean, we've got Star Wars stuff happening. But um, I'm it's not that I'm excited, uh, but I, I'm hoping it's good because I, I really like it when I get it end to a story. And this is the intention, the end of a story right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that, too. I've been trying to avoid spoilers, but the Internet has not been helping. I, I have not come across any spoilers. Well, good. That's good. It's me. <laughs> You sound a lot like my wife most of the time because I'm always shaking my leg. The man is shaking. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know how much we want to talk about the story. or I I think it's really to talk about expectations and talk about what you hope to get out of it. Like, what do you want this movie to do? I, I want it to be a good ending, and I have been liking what they've been... Uh, saying about it, how it's going to tie into all of the trilogies so far and kind of wrap everything up for everybody. Right, because the job that they have to do is to, it's chapter nine on one hand, and on the other hand, it's chapter three of a of a trilogy. So can they do that? I think they can. I mean, yeah. Can they? Sure. Of course they can, because it's not impossible to finish the story. Can they stick the landing? That's 
that's the question. Here's my big hope. My huge, giant, enormous hope is I hope all the people who just want this movie to fail just don't go see it right now and and just be quiet about it for a little bit and let people enjoy it because what I have not been able to avoid on social media has been all of the people who are just so happy to post links to articles about how this movie is is uh, already you know critically uh, being blasted and they're just so excited. About yeah, those are the spoilers I was talking about. Uh, just so excited that this movie is going to be, um, no one's going to go see this movie and they're so excited about that. Now they're going to go and see it so that they can complain about it. But that's what I, I just, my hope is, you know, that they stay home this weekend and that people who actually like Star Wars, uh, and, and when I say like Star Wars, I mean people who actually, you know, have watched the movies and enjoyed them and didn't just watch them so that they could, you know, tear apart how social justice warrior-y they are. Um, and there's some legitimacy to critique, but not like Schneidenfraud. Or how do you say that? Schneidenfraud? I have no idea what you're saying. It's a German word that means when you revel in the um, failure of others. Oh. So when you get happy because the person who is... Uh, well, let's let's take it from for you and me, like we both write, you know, and it would be like no one's buying my comic, but I'm also really happy because no one's buying your comic, you know, and so you're just enjoying someone else failing. And there is absolutely there. It's this weird fandom of Star Wars fans who really hope it's going to fail and hope. And, and the other weird thing about it is like being a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter what the actual facts are. Everything just totally um, supports your opinion. So it doesn't matter what the box office is going to look like this weekend. The people who want this movie to fail are going to talk about how terrible this movie did in the box office. Because it wasn't half a billion dollars in one weekend. It's a failure. You know, it just... I'm going to this movie because I like Luke Skywalker. And I like Chewbacca. And I like Finn and Ray, and I love uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO, and I like Rose, and I really want to see these characters have their story play out, and I'm excited. I agree with what you have said, Ben. And I am also excited because Ian McDermott is back, and I want to find out why. Me and Shantae have been watching some, some Star Wars recap videos, so she knows what's happening. All right. You know what I've been watching is Rebels. Uh, we're blasting through that on uh, Disney Plus. And that's been a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, The Mandalorian, of course. And that's been a lot of fun. And I really want to get back into Clone Wars. I just can't remember where we left off. And I really don't want to have to put in too much effort right now trying to find like let's watch this episode and for five minutes to see if we see saw this one yet or not you know i i'm just not excited about that but um rebels has been great it's been really fun yeah which season are you on uh season three and actually i, I gotta be careful because i don't want to spoil mandalorian stuff so i'm not going to say specifically but we watched the latest episode of the mandalorian and then we watched an episode of Rebels, and I'm like, oh, we just saw this happen in Mandalorian. This this action set piece that just happened right now, almost exactly, we watched it in Mandalorian. And then, oh, 
Actually, this little bit here, also very similar to what we just watched. There were three things in the episode of Rebels that kind of mirrored the episode of Mandalorian that we happened to watch. Uh, just It's kind of fun the way that that worked out. Nice. Okay, so that's our expectations. My expectation is I, I'm expecting to like it. Um, but I, did, I wanted to stay away from as much information as possible. Uh, I didn't even watch the latest trailer for it. Because I just want to go in with no expectations and see what they give me. Yeah, and I'm expecting, I'm, I'm expecting to like it because I, I've liked this trilogy. I've liked all three of these movies. Um, the Last Jedi was not perfect, but I liked a lot of what it did, and so that that means okay, I'm going into something where I like the previous chapter. I do know there's some people who are looking at this one as, okay, will this be enough to redeem the first two chapters? Like, will this ending make the other stuff that I didn't like worthwhile? And I think there's, I, I think that's an interesting way to approach it. Hopefully, you know, it'll be good enough that, um, you know, it fixes things for me. I've had that happen where I'm not liking the direction something's taken, but that you get to the end. Then there's other times when you really like where where it's going, and then you get to the end, and you're just like, oh, that just... So that, that's what I'm hoping does not happen. I'm hoping this is not a Stephen King novel, <laughs> where this whole Star Wars epic, you know, is just this great big giant epic, and you're just like, this, the journey is great, and then you get to the end, and the end is just not good, and it makes you never want to go back there again. Like the hollow. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. A little bit like that. Like, I have no reason to want to go back to that. I tried to show it to my kids, and they kind of liked it, but not enough to like it enough to go back to it. I'm like, it's that's fine with me if we don't go back to it. Well, supposedly season two is coming, so hopefully that'll give us a reason to go back. So for me, yeah, I loved uh, what you would call it, the Force Awakens, and then as we discussed in the last Star Wars episode. Uh, the Last Jedi did not live up to what I wanted, but I did like all of the Luke Skywalker parts in that one. And so I'm hoping that this movie can help a little bit with the the other parts that I didn't enjoy. I think one of the things that makes it tough for people to like the last one was just that they did so many good things, I guess. I, I didn't follow too much, but they did so many good things with Luke and company in the, the novels and comics of the canon that got wiped out. Yeah. And so, you know, I can understand that. I can understand having hard feelings about, like, I loved stuff already about what Luke was doing, and now you turned it into this. And so for me, I'm walking into the, you know, Last Jedi especially, and all the Luke stuff is, like, exciting to me because it's all new, but it's not something where it's all new because something I really loved uh, this is taking the place of something that I really loved. And, and I can get that and I can understand that. But we've already talked about like how I, I'm, I'm already pretty accepting of different canons. You know, so like Star Trek for me, you had the movie and TV shows, which was just one canon that was official. And then you would have the novels that would tie in and the novels would, you know, they would do something and they would maybe name Dr. McCoy's ex-wife and do something with her. But if they did something different with her in the TV show, didn't matter. It was wiped out or in a movie, you know, it was, it was wiped out. And so that book that you read is just this other branch of canon that isn't as it's not official. 
you know. And so the novels will try and follow each other and follow what happens on screen. And then if something changed on screen, it was just here's this thing that just doesn't make sense in this universe of novels. And same with comic books. And I enjoyed reading the, the comic books. Uh, you had the stuff with the Star Trek comic books where they're trying to explain how are you able to do a monthly adventure when the Enterprise was destroyed and um, and we don't know what's going on with Spock, you know, who had just come back to life. And the way that they did it was they just gave the Excelsior to Captain Kirk and that was his ship. And so they had this whole adventure for a couple years with the Excelsior and Captain and crew are all doing their thing. Uh, but then the next movie is just 15 minutes later than the Wrath of Khan. And Spock is still not quite normal in Star Trek four and the enterprise is, you know, and so they, the way they did that was they uh, apparently had a, the Klingon bird of prey in the shuttle deck on the Excelsior for this whole time. And then they took that back to Vulcan and then they went on, you know, the movie adventure. So in the movie canon, boom, 15 minutes later, next movie starts. Well, not 15 minutes, but you get the idea. And in the comic canon is something completely different. And so I compartmentalize all that stuff anyway, just because that was something that I learned to accept. And that's the same kind of thing with Star Wars here, where this is just an, uh, another branch, except Disney is saying this is the official branch and all the other stuff is not. Right. My big hope as far as all that goes, is that after we get this final movie and all of the the hardcore canon is established for this last trilogy, then we can finally get an animated series that picks up right after Return of the Jedi and we can see Luke and friend adventures after that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I know the comics do Luke and them, their adventures uh, between movies. Just a tiny... Well, they, they a lot of comics are doing between... New Hope and Empire, but almost... So they switch now. So they've gotten to Empire, and now I believe... Well, I shouldn't say they switch now. I think what they're doing with the new series that starts this month is that they're going to be doing between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Sweet. But it does... It, it always has bothered me a little bit when you have like a, a franchise that's focused on these primary characters that you love so much, like Superman. Let's, let's go with... Um, but then you have more time devoted to these smaller characters like, OK, so you have Superman and the Justice League movies. And so, well, we'll just go with Green Arrow for our primary television. And you get you know, 25 hours of Green Arrow every year and you get two hours of Superman every three years. And the same thing here where we get, you know, eight episodes of The Mandalorian. That I'm really enjoying, but I would love to be able to have eight episodes of Luke Skywalker. And we are going to get the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Disney Plus series. And so that, that's, that's one of those things. But um, I, I want more time with Luke. And an animated, I mean, Mark Hamill's alive. You could do that. Well, could he play Luke? I mean, I want right after Return of the Jedi and see them establishing the New Republic and all that and going on adventures that way. And I think, you know, we've yeah, already... His voice might be too old for that. But he could still be in the show. Just maybe not as Luke. But anyway, because we've had Clone Wars, we've had Rebels, we have Resistance. So we've had every kind of gap timeline covered with an animated series except for this one. So hopefully we'll get that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath for that specifically. I did have an idea that I don't know if they would ever even consider doing this. 
but you have existing dialogue for an adventure that was, you know, done in their prime, you know, with Harrison Ford and, and Mark Hamill and, and them, uh, they could animate the holiday special and make it good. You know, they've got the voice acting for it, uh, animate it, make it good and use the, the Boba Fett stuff, you know, animate that stuff or reanimate that stuff and, and pull it all, maybe try and figure out a way to pull it all together and re-edit it into something really good. It's possible. Sure. Anything's possible. Um, and there's, a fan edit might might even exist of that, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> maybe maybe after George Lucas is gone, then they could get away with it. But he's pretty adamant that it shouldn't exist, right? Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> okay, we're almost to the theater. Anything else we want to cover before we get there? There's going to be lightsabers. There's going to be starfighters. There's going to be popcorn. Is there anything? Yeah, there's definitely gonna be popcorn. Is there anything you don't want there to be? Oh, that is a good question, Ben. Hmm. Hmm. You've thrown me in a spiral. Is there anything that you don't want there to be? So I can think of something. Yeah. Very, very specifically, I do not want there to be a Ray Ren relationship. <laughs> That's pretty much going into this. The only thing I don't want there to be. Uh, I mean, there probably are things that happen maybe that I don't like, but uh, this is the one that I'm coming into and I'm like, I just don't, just no. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, but I guess I would not want them to tie into things that are not on screen in the movies, kind of like they did with Han Solo. Like you, mean, where, you mean like bringing in Darth Maul for Han Solo? Right. Like, I thought you liked that. I thought you liked that they did that. I would have liked it more if they would have continued and made more movies where they kind of explain it, you know. But now that they're not and there's no plans to ever do that, then it, now I don't like it because. That was my one thing that I disliked the most about that movie. I am kind of hoping that there's maybe some sort of small, vague tie-in to The Mandalorian. And we'll, we'll see. But There is a large plot device which it, it kind of it's kind of infamous in Rebels in the last season, and I'm not going to spoil it. But I've heard a bunch of people think that's going to tie in, and I really hope it doesn't, unless they thoroughly explain themselves in the movie, which it could. But if they're just going to reference something out of the blue, I hope they don't do that. All right, we're here. We're going to turn off the car. We're going to get in. We already purchased our tickets. But this parking lot is full. No one's this is... Well, here's the thing. I think that there's an earlier showing than the one we're going to. So I'm hoping that's why. I'm hoping we don't have to stand in line too long. But, all right, I'm going to turn this thing off. And uh, we'll come back after the sounder, and we will talk about the movie. Okay, we've seen the movie. We are in the van. We are in the parking lot. We're going to do a quick, quick, quick spoiler-free thing. But we have seen this movie. We've seen The Rise of Skywalker, the end of nine movies, and... 42 years of Star Wars Skywalker storytelling. Um, and my quick review is just that, you know, if you let it, this just might fix some problems for you. It just might. Uh, and if you don't, you're going to hate it because 
this is just more of the same of this sequel trilogy. Yep. I feel like it. Yeah. So that's my quickie review capped with a, I really like this movie. Evan, quickie review. It did a lot of good stuff. Not quite as much as I wanted, but it did enough. And I liked it. All right. And quickie review from the back seats. Anybody want to say something without spoiling anything? Anybody? Okay. My son said good. My daughters are putting their thumbs up again because I think it's YouTube or something. And my other daughter is just being really quiet. Oh, she put her thumb up. All right. That's three thumbs up from Avery Girls. Shantae. And a thumb up from her. So, okay. (laughs) I'm going to... Yeah, I don't know what else to say other than... What else do we do in the parking lot? Stars. Star rating. Yeah. Recommendations. Uh, Of the sequel trilogies, I think this is probably the the best. I like Force Awakens better than this one. I could see that. I could see that. Uh, And out of, like, entire ranking of the saga, I don't know. I have no idea. Where'd you put it? I got it at number seven. And that's including Rogue One and Solo. So that's almost direct center, right? Yep. It's right behind original Star Wars for me. So what's your number one? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. And then Force Awakens? Yep. All right. Okay. So I, I guess maybe we'll just go ahead with the spoiler warning and All right. and drive home. Because, I mean, I, I really I feel like I can't explain this to anyone who doesn't want to get spoiled other than to say... Hey, it's the third movie in the sequel trilogy, yep. and it feels like the third movie in the sequel trilogy. There were lightsabers, there were starships, and there was popcorn. In fact, there still is popcorn, because <laughs> I got another refill. But, all right, I guess we're going to head on out. I'm going to hand over the microphone, play the spoiler warning, and we will drive home. Okay. And we're going to really spoil this movie. So after the spoiler warning... We are really, really, really going to talk about things that if you don't want to be spoiled, this would be a good movie to not be spoiled about. Spoilers. 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 Okay. Ben has shifted the thing into gear. And we're going. So where do you want to start with this, Ben? There was lots of things to talk about. Many things. We have our quad we got the quadrant. Let's start let's start with style then, because you said there's many things to talk about. Because this movie moves so fast. Yes. There is so much going on. I was sitting there thinking, you know, I could see this being a TV series. Like it's this part, this part to this part to this part. We gotta move fast, fast, fast. And and boy, did it. And that's something I really appreciated about it. Like when it started up and it was just going, going, going. I'm like, okay, it's it's a good bet that we'll get as much storytelling as I want to have in this movie by how fast we're going. What's interesting about that opening crawl is it starts with voices from the past, which is a motif throughout the whole movie. Um, but it says the voice of Palpatine has been heard. And it's almost like, you know, you sitting there in the theater, you've heard the voice of Palpatine uh, in the trailer. And it got you, th- you got you th- talking about it. And guess what? Same here in our galaxy, far, far away. Uh, they're talking about it and trying to figure out what's going on. And But yeah, boy, oh, this goes just from scene to scene to scene so fast. 
And at first it's like a little whiplash going on. And then it, then it starts slowing down. You start getting into scenes and characters are talking to each other and, and doing stuff. But And they were using some new uh, scene transitions that we don't usually get in Star Wars where mostly we get wipes and fades, you know, but uh, they were using some, some interesting transitions for this and I liked it. Yeah, well, and they were doing the fades. They were fading in to like other scenes with the framing and stuff. And there's, yeah, this was well made. The music was really good. It wasn't, I feel like up to a point, every Star Wars score that John Williams did was better than the one before. Um, But I think it kind of peaked maybe at Force Awakens. And not that it was bad, just that it wasn't a, a whole new thing. Yeah, and this one uh, pretty much calls back to every theme we've heard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it made up a couple new ones. Um, It did do the lighter version of uh, Kylo Ren's theme toward the end there when he made his turn. Uh, Gasp. (laughs) All right, so next quadrant. uh, Character, plot. Character, plot, style, and themes. Themes. That's the one. Let's do plot. So, what'd you think of the plot? I feel like it was pretty strong. I feel like it was nice that all the quests were uh, had to do with the main plot, even if they didn't. Uh, sometimes the quests failed, so it didn't like push the main plot forward necessarily, or feel like it. But yeah, I feel like. It was a strong story. I feel like it was a strong ending. This is this is the thing I thought when when credits rolled. I was just thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think anyone could have done better with what they were handed. They had to do a ninth chapter to a series that was not written by them, uh, but they were official. Um, a ninth chapter where chapter seven was written by them and chapter eight was completely different from what they were planning to do. So they're making up a new chapter nine for themselves. And I feel, I know that there are probably people out there who would say I could do better, but I'm watching it and thinking to myself, I I couldn't do better than that. They did a really good job wrapping up all these different threads, doing it in such a way that made me feel um, satisfied. And yeah, so that's as far as plot goes. Um, my my big statement is just I feel like they did a good job with it. Yeah, my only complaint I think uh, would be that it just kind of like like in the opening scroll it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like never was this hinted towards ever, and all of a sudden Palpatine's back, and yeah, so it was, that was interesting. But you were super excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I was, but I, you know, I was expecting a little more build up in the actual movie, and then it just opens, and I'm like, "What is happening? What is happening?" Because <laughs> they happening? just jump right in. It was awesome. What's happening? Like I said, it's exactly what we got. Like all of a sudden, the voice of Palpatine went out. We missed that part, so I'm sure there's going to be a comic book or a novel where you'll get to see that. But I, I appreciated that because all of a sudden we're just. At first, I was like, "You," I think, where. Um, it's just, oh, this, what's going on, you know, and everything's different, but, but it's not like they're, they're dropping us into a world where 
it's slightly different because yeah palpatine's voice has come out and now kylo is worried and the resistance is worried and it just it it changes everything for them but i i don't know if it would have been as good if we had like had gone through act one where everyone's just being confused about hearing the voice of palpatine go out over the space waves i don't know yeah all right let's talk about characters uh i like this movie uh i i like poe the most in this movie he had a lot of fun moments in this one i really thought giving c3po a bigger role really elevated the comedy and really made it feel a lot more like Star Wars to me, where he's just throwing in random comments as the adventure's going. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, uh, Lando's back. Lando's back, and he's there basically to be the last of the original main cast to make his reappearance. Um, as far as the main cast goes, I mean, Leia, that was crazy. Uh, I do not know. I'm, I'm curious how much of that was them just scrambling with what footage they had and trying to piece together something uh, that would fit the fit the script and fit the needs of the script. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that's what they were doing, and you could t- you could tell when they replaced her with a double, uh, so they could do things that they didn't already have pre-recorded. But yeah, it was good. It was good use of her. And if you didn't know ahead of time, I don't think you would know. And the, the double stuff was, um, yeah, when she's turned her back, they, they purposefully did not recreate her yes. in, in CGI and have another actress do the part. And then, uh, except when you had the flashback to young Luke and young Leia. Yeah, that was awesome. That looks so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they were able to make it look good because technology is better now, but they also, just the style of the scene with the, softness of the light and the coloring and everything was able to cover up uh any anything where you'd be like oh that's not very good you wouldn't be able to see it because of the way that they did it and yeah they that was really cool for me to see yeah that was great um han solo's back man he came back for a little bit and it was awesome because they basically redo kylo ren's meeting with him from the force awakens but this time they do it right in in the good side of the force. It was so great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that too. That was there is some stuff in the middle there, especially when they're dealing with old characters, um, where I was just feeling a little a little lumpish in my throat, you know? <laughs> and uh that was one part. Um Chewie's reaction to Leia was another one. Yeah, that's what I noticed a lot of what JJ was doing is he it's like he had a list of fan complaints from the previous movies and was like we're doing it all we're doing it right luke skywalker saying that that's not a good way to treat a jedi's weapon you must show respect (laughs) well and not only that literally saying i was wrong yeah yeah absolutely like that this was (laughs) this is what i was saying in the the spoiler free little two minutes that we did is i really think if you go into this with an open mind that even the issues you might have had like I kind of had the issue with Ray. She's so good, so fast with the Force in that first movie. And now you know why. Her parents were nobodies. Yes, because they were trying to lay low and not get noticed by anyone. Uh, but she's a Palpatine. And so just genetically, she is going to be good with the Force. And uh, 
what was the other one that I was thinking about that was kind of fixed by this? Not fixed necessarily. Oh yeah, you you mentioned this. My son Tim mentioned that um, he suddenly you know this ret- retro fixes for him that Leia was able to use the Force to save her life in the Last Jedi. Well, she had trained and was almost a Jedi. And then I love that little bit of where she said, um, the end of my Jedi journey ends with the, the life of my son. And, uh, and so that's why she never finished becoming a Jedi is because she had a force vision that she was going to lose her son or her son was going to lose his life. And, but yeah, she's trained herself. That's why she's able to use the force pretty skillfully. And why she was able to train Ray in this movie. Yeah, I was very happy with seeing the Snoke clones and that he was just manufactured by Palpatine as a puppet the whole time. That's a cool explanation for why he was so strong in the Force. Yeah. Speaking of puppets, let's talk about Palpatine, um, where he's literally hanging from that machine like that. Oh, I, I loved that. I thought that was so creepy and cool. Yeah, and here's the deal. I was not at all excited about Palpatine returning, but they did a great job of bringing him back. I wish there had been one little bit more explanation of how he was still able to live. Um, and I'm sure, again, there'll be a book. <laughs> yeah. It looked like when he was on the machine that he didn't even have legs. Like it was only his torso and his arms that were still alive or yeah, that remained. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and his face, I, I wondered, you know, how much makeup are they going to put on Ian McDermott? You know, because, and it, it just looked good. It looked good. And he, uh, he definitely looks old. Like he, I think he's finally the age that they were making him up to look like in Return of the Jedi. But, um, yeah, it, he looked good. It was, it, it just, uh, it really worked well for me. And, and then that final balance to the force where he's, I'm all the Sith and she's, I'm all the Jedi. <laughs> and it, it worked. It was a little cheesy. Sure. You know, but you know, lines like that, they're either going to really hit or they're going to feel cheesy. And this one, I feel like, um, it hit, uh, just above the cheese line. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. Did we ever find out what Finn was going to say to Ray? Nope. I'm I'm sure there'll be a book or a comic book. That's the other good thing about this, though, is you don't have to know all the extended universe lore to be able to follow this. If you've watched the other eight movies, you know enough. However, um... I, I recognized at the end when all the force ghosts were talking to Ray, I heard Ahsoka's voice. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then my son Tim saw in the credits, and I'd like to go back and look and see more with the credits, uh, but saw in the credits that Kanan's voice was one of those. I heard Hayden Christensen. Um, and the, when we heard that voice, the, the guys next to me were like, oh! And I was really hoping he'd show up, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh but I, I, I told Tim, I think that they just went and tried to find every single living person who has played a Jedi to come and do one of those lines, um, except for Sam Jackson. Cause I thought I heard him in there. I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing he was not in there. 
uh, if we did hear something that sounded like Sam Jackson, maybe it was uh, the voice actor from the Clone Wars. But if he was in it, I would love it. That'd be great. But Liam Neeson, I thought I heard his voice. I heard him a couple times. You, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that point, I was trying to hear what they were saying, but then I'm also trying to piece together whose voice am I hearing? So, uh, okay. So characters. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a little bit short because we're almost to your place. Um, we haven't talked about themes at all. And so theme, there was one theme of voices from the past, which is interesting because at church I'm teaching a grandparenting class and it's all about like, I'm actually done teaching it now, but um, I'm ready to be a grandparent after teaching that class. (laughs) But they, uh, you hear that, Tim? It's all about legacy and it's all about like um, passing on your heritage and that kind of thing. And as I'm watching, you know, Leia gives her life for her son. Han Solo shows back up as a vision um luke and leia both show up as force ghosts but luke shows up as a force ghost and um references return of the jedi uh quite a bit actually as far as um bringing the x-wing out of the the water but also um the way that they uh filmed his conversation with her sitting in the same way that obi-wan was sitting with him in, in on dagobah but Anyway, that was one big theme that I noticed was just this uh, voices from the past, really. And and then also the triumph of good over evil. And I'm really curious what Steve will think about the balance of the force and how that works here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, It takes me a while to process the themes. I never am able to pull them out right from when we finish the movie so we talked style we talked character we talked plot we talked themes let's just jump in with anything else anything that really bugged you in this movie not bugged me but some things i wanted to see but i didn't that i thought would have made the movie stronger um and the the two main things were i wish we would have seen more force ghosts like when the voices were doing the thing i wish they would have just been force ghosts and we would have seen the people you know if we could have brought that in it's okay that they didn't do that but i was hoping we'd see that and then uh one last thing because it is a wrap-up for everything and this is something i felt was lacking in return of the jedi but they didn't have the budget to do this we need to go back to the core worlds at some point and see the restored democracy and see the restored galaxy. But every single one of these movies ends, we're in the middle of nowhere, and we're just celebrating with the small band of rebels. But we need to see how they've impacted the the galaxy. And we saw some ships going down and some Ewoks patting each other on the back. But <laughs> Which that was. That was Warwick Davis. Uh, was it? Yeah, that's, that's Wicked. Uh, <laughs> the thing that bugged me about that ending is why are these ships falling? Like they say, oh, people are rising up everywhere, which is great. The theme of rising. Uh, that was another big thing here. But <laughs> they're just falling. There's no ships flying around them. They're just, it's like, it's like the end of Phantom Menace. Just all of a sudden the droids are, you know, they're done because the droid ship is done. One thing in the plot that bugged me, uh, like as far as explanations go, is where 
is Palpatine getting all these people to pilot all his starships. He's in the middle of the the secret sector or whatever that's surrounded by magnet storms that no one can pilot through, and he's got thousands and thousands of personnel. <laughs> he has thousands of ships. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if some of that is, okay, let's get all every single First Order person we can uh, and get them over there, but then how are they getting the troops out there? Uh, I don't know. I, I wonder if he really just had a planet to himself there. Hey, they did the top of that tree. Yes, they did. And they just decorated it the other day because it was just the bottom of the tree. But now yeah, it's the top. The bottom of the tree for weeks. But they did the top. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a thing with my family where um, last time I drove by here to drop my girls off uh, to babysit, I think, actually. I was just talking to them about, like, if you're going to just do the bottom of the tree, don't do it at all. <laughs> It's this tall tree, though. It, it goes higher than the than the power line um, poles. So I just thought they stopped there because that was where the power lines were. And they didn't. Uh, maybe. I just thought that's how tall their ladder was. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But they did the whole thing. And now no one cares. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, what yeah, bugged you? That, that was pretty much the, the stuff at the end where it's just kind of. Hey, we're going to show you things that are going to make you feel like you should be celebrating. But why above the moon of Endor was a ship falling? In space. It was falling in space. <laughs> um, they kissed, Ben. They kissed. Oh, okay, you're right. Okay, we, we needed. <laughs> I was glad that he died so quickly because... I did not want that to happen, and they did it. Kylo and Ray are were an item for thirty seconds. They were, and I was real confused because I kept thinking that Finn is gonna tell Ray he loves her, but then Ray's like, "I don't even. You're not even on my radar." Now he still can because the one that she was. But there's no more movies, <laughs> so what does there's it matter? Gonna, there's going to be a book or a comic or something, but no, I... Chewie got a medal, Ben. He finally got a medal so many years after the fact. Are you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, J.J. Abrams had the list. What can we do? It's the last one. What can we write? What wrongs can we fix? I'm... He got the medal. I... Everything in that whole ending was just like cheese ball and and some of it was okay, the celebration ending, I should say, because the ending on Tatooine, that was really good. It was. There should have been a scene before that, Lord of the Rings style, with Aragorn and Arwen getting married in Gondor, and we go back to the capital of the Republic and we see the yeah, that should have been the scene right before that, but but it wasn't. Yeah, it was so still good. Still good. That was that was really nice. A really nice ending. And it did feel like again, it just wrapped up in a way that when you consider everything that was on his shoulders that he had to do to make this set of people happy, this set of people happy, the bean counters had to be happy. Um, you know, all the stuff he had to do, I feel like he was able to take all these things, even some stuff that people might not like. And able to, he was able to give it an, an ending. Which, and that's what's interesting is this is J.J. Abrams having to uh, open the box 
and let you see inside. And normally he's all about the mystery. And when it comes down to what is the resolution of the mystery, I've not seen him do a good job yeah. with that. He, he even said in a recent interview that he's not good at endings. So I thought he did very well. And endings are hard. Yeah. They're really hard. In fact, I, the novel that I'm working on or that I've that I wrote last year and I just did a one last pass for myself, uh, except for the last uh, last chapter, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the last chapter just to wrap it up. And I had the one that I wrote and I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to throw it away and do something different. But um, endings are hard and, you know, satisfying endings are hard. I feel like this is this is that I feel like there are going to be people who hate it just because they are intending to hate it. But I feel like people who have been frustrated with the other ones, this is going to fix some of that for them. Yep. Maybe. So final words. It fixed a bunch of stuff for me. Anyone back there want to say anything at all? <laughs> I'm getting like these really blank stares from my children. So um, so my final word is I don't know if we're going to come back to this movie, but we probably will. At some point, I'd like to hear what Steve says about it. Well, we've got our 2019 episode coming up, so we can talk about it then. That is very true. That is very true. Um but for now, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us on our trip. This van only holds eight people. Uh, and we have seven in here. And you. You make eight. And you know <laughs> what? You're talking to me. No, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> I'm to the listener. <laughs> I'm talking to the listener. And remember, the Empire, the way they win is by making you feel like you're alone. And actually, that's that's another good, good yeah, theme yeah. Uh, that they really, really did a good job with and um, that's the way they win is by making you feel like you're alone, but you're not alone. You're here in the van with us right now in that eighth little seat that my children call the pinch seat because <laughs> it's this little tiny little gaffer here. It's about eight inches wide. <laughs> you're sitting next to my wife and Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also being very quiet, dear listener. So <laughs> just like everyone else in the back. Hey, thanks for listening. Have a great 2019, and I'm looking forward to 2020, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. I like Chewbacca.